Ahoy! And welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth. The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance. We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. I feel so one of the concepts that I know is a big part of your coaching business is when you talk to your clients about adapting a CEO mindset. And I've heard you say that one of the greatest shifts sales professionals make in their business is the point at which they they move to running their own organization. I know a priority in your coaching is helping clients understand how shifting from a, a monthly sales mindset to a quarterly CEO mindset allows for more proactive execution of a business growth plan. Can you explain why it's important to have this change in perspective? Yeah. Although we're addressing this with sales professionals today, it applies to executives. It applies to advisors. Anybody who's at peak performance or needs to be at peak is incented based upon performance. Anybody who's in that position to go through a mindset shift of daily and monthly into more of a CEO mindset shift or mindset, which is quarterly results, quarterly evaluation. I have this saying that uh, you can't win every day, probably won't win every month, but you can win every quarter. And so to shift to that quarterly mindset, to approach your business proactively instead of reactively is a lot of what we teach in the performance space. And so CEO mindset is all about those 12-week periods where you're performing and you know the end game, your team knows the end game. And uh, whether you're a part of a team or running your own business, managing your own result within even a bigger organization. Sure. So I know as part of this strategy, you'll say a, a key objective of shifting to this CEO mindset is to shift from a compensatory success frame of mind to a visionary success mindset. How do you coach your clients to do this and become what you refer to as a proactive high-end performer? Yeah, proactive high-end. We alluded a little bit to that in the first question, but the executive coach that I had that I really admired used to talk about compensatory success, which is in essence, making enough money mm-hmm. to pay bills, to hit some of your goals personally, professionally, financially. But then there's this other layer, this visionary success. And the best way I could describe it is by the time I was 30, really 35, everything that I had set out to do in my world, okay, get married, start a family, buy at that time the biggest, dreamiest home I could ever I could ever live in, right? Okay. And then running business at a very high level, getting recognized for it. It all got done by the time I was 35. And I but what was interesting was when, you know, there may be a there was probably a moment or two of euphoria. I can't even remember that where I said, wow, this is pretty cool. And then that followed up with, is that it? And so I started to ask questions and my executive coach talked about visionary success. 
that you've achieved compensatory success, you're providing for family and building a life, but is that enough for you? Should we be looking at what your real vision is? And with that visionary success, I needed to shift how I viewed the world, viewing it proactively, viewing it forecasting things, everything from plotting a course in business to making sure my vacations were booked at the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. starting to look at a, a busier calendar, more responsibility, and in essence, having to make some hard choices. And the last point I'll bring up here is it was scary as hell. The success? <laughs> well, that was the ultimate uh, yeah. conclusion was everything that I had gotten or everything that I had pursued, I was blessed to have received Yeah. only to find out that I had more to deal with. Yeah. And in that, some of it was inside these uh, ears. Sure. Yeah. Well, I heard somebody say one of the challenges of, with being successful is you have to keep being successful. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> well, you can't lay off the gas. Well, and you notice it, Greg, with athletes or musical performers mm-hmm. and executives and salespeople mm-hmm. are no different. Mm-hmm. You're 100% right. I mean, yeah. what makes a pro a pro? Sure. Yeah, I know in uh, some of your training materials, you use the term, uh, beware the warrior's rest, where, yeah. you know, you think you've got it knocked and then you might, you know, start to coast. And uh, I would imagine that that's where things could maybe get off track a little bit. For sure. As your clients grow from being, um, you know, successful in sales to becoming the CEO of their business, I understand that developing a new organizational structure is a big part of the equation. And you had mentioned previously that a lot of times the organizational model, the business structure that helped people achieve their current success is maybe not going to be what takes them on this path to future quantum growth, as you referred to it. Can you expand on that thought? Yeah, this is, this is tough. This is tough for small business owners of any kind, advisors, salespeople, people running a division of a company. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're in a response, position of that responsibility, you know, you run into some of these elements, which is you can't grow without loss. That was a hard one for me to understand in the beginning that mm-hmm. all growth comes with loss attached. Mm-hmm. And that means you got to let something go. And it might mean you have to let somebody go. You may have to make some, do a reeval of your organizational structure. Mm-hmm. And so what I coach to is that pursuit or understanding, you know, we use that phrase going to base camp and then climbing the last segment, right? Need to sharpen mm-hmm. a guide. Mm-hmm. It's real important to have somebody to walk with you through this who maybe has done it a few times. Mm-hmm. And that is what am I going to let go of in order for me to go to the next stage, you know, for my company to go to the next stage, organization to go to the next stage, my division, whatever it is. That's a challenge. There's risk, loss, fear, of course. Mm -hmm. And we work with a lot of employers in this space Mm -hmm. just to how to manage all of that communication, staying in core values, mission of the firm, all these evolutionary items. 
Yeah. So one of the things that you're good at that I'm, I've learned from working with you is you're good at delegating responsibility and trust, which I know is a, you know, a, a big part of being able to grow. So as people are evolving into this role, the CEO, I know it requires a plan for the growth and development of their of team members around you. So what do you think this should encompass uh, for, for team development? Well, as far as building out this dynamic organization that you're looking to grow, mm-hmm. I have to, as you were speaking, was sort of interesting because you were talking about how and why I'm able to trust people around me, let go of things. And the real honest answer is I am incapable of details. <laughs> All right, so, fair enough. Yeah, so some of this is some of oh, this is okay. just the harsh reality. I thought of, you were benevolent. No, I know, right? Um, <laughs> but I I learned pretty early on, instinctively, okay. instinctively, not not awareness here, that I could not go through this by myself. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I mean anything. Yeah, I was better with a coach. I was better on a team. I was better with a girlfriend than without. I was better with. <laughs> You know, oh, go down hurts. the, go down the whole list, right? <laughs> and um, and so the first piece for me is instincts are sure. I can't do this by myself. Yeah, I actually use the phrase with my team that I do helpless well, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I just look and I go, I'm not, I don't think I can do this. You guys want me to do this? And they go, Oh gosh, no, please, please, <laughs> just get out of my office. Yeah, so. My team is that I've been able to assemble, and so many of them have been with me for so long, including my assistant, Lori Verastro, who's been with me now 20 years. It's an understanding of, first, what are your priorities? Mm-hmm. And then once you get to four, three is good. Once you get to four, you run a risk in that fourth priority that it doesn't get done or that all four get compromised. So what I'm pushing people in the coaching space is what are your three priorities? Mm -hmm. What are you prepared to let go of? Mm -hmm. And then through the process of going through each team member, determining what priorities are not being met Mm -hmm. and then discussing, okay, then that's where you make your hire. So that's a strategy around helping people define that. Now, many of them are control freaks. Most People who get to a certain stage, let's say base camp, they do so based upon grit, determination, controlling environments, things of that nature. And so they get there and they really struggle with this piece because they have to let go of some things that have worked for them in order to grow. And they also have to trust the person that's taking it over that they're not going to mess it up. Right. And that's not easy for especially entrepreneurs especially um, self-employed salespeople, mm-hmm. you know, based on that growth. Mm-hmm. So success makes you face this kind of stuff. Yeah. So as you were shifting the mindset and, and coaching your team members to take on these new roles and responsibilities, how does that impact you know, the ultimate, the end game, you know, the client service part of the equation in terms of everybody, you know, people might be playing a new position and you know whatever structure was there previously might need to be revisited how do you coach people on taking this uh, you know ambition for growth 
and get making sure that you keep that the level of client service, you know, as good or hopefully better than it was previously? Yeah, this is a great question. And there's a lot of layers to it. Okay. okay. But most importantly is when you're on a growth trajectory, trusting things, testing things, then executing, that could take some time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Somebody in a new role, will you be patient enough to, to spend the time and actually watch them work? One of the things I talk about all the time is how often as a mentor, how often as a, an employer, how often as a manager, when you bring somebody on, do you actually watch them go through a service call? Okay. Without rescuing them, just literally watching them go through it, mm -hmm. watching them go through the sales process. And so I have that phrase about show them, then do it with them, then watch them do it without rescuing them. Mm -hmm. Then you have the ability to say to somebody, you got this. Right. When you're building an organization and you're in the middle of the conflict of all the change, mm -hmm. all the adjustments, all the growth that's going on, growth is not a uh, linear pro process. It's not mm -hmm. an easy process if it were everybody would do it. Mm -hmm. So you're really focusing on first on you, mm -hmm. then on trusting the leader, having their back, mm -hmm. making sure that communication is good, strong. And the last piece that you mentioned, structured. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I work in a creative industry and uh, a guy that I really respect, Scott Bedbury, who I've, I've referenced before in some of our previous discussions, he's talking about managing a creative team and how to get the best out of them. And he was saying he has found out over a very successful career, you give them the project brief, you know, what they need to do, what's the objective, you give them the assets that they need, you know, to, to tackle the project and then get out of their way. Yeah. You know, that especially in the creative industry, micromanaging doesn't work. You know, that's where the magic comes in is where people are, you know, able to spread their wings and, and use their unique talents. So when you are working with your clients to help them shift their mindset and their organization into this, this CEO um, business model, what are some of the challenges that you will typically see them face? Where can they run up on a reef or where do you see that they might need you to share your experience? Yeah. So during this transition, I'll give you an example. I have a client who runs a sales division for a large company mm -hmm. and was really stuck in the feeling that they had no control, even though they were in the C-suite they're running a division, but they felt like they had no control over what was going on. They felt like they were constantly reacting to what was coming from, from the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. No proaction, not really operating the way instinctively they felt they should. And the person was extremely conflicted in this. Mm -hmm. And I could see how they would be. Because in this example, you're in a corporate environment. How much risk do you take? It's like junior high. How much risk are you prepare to take? Okay. Yeah, right. and, and so we had a conversation first about where they were, what risks were they willing to take if there was no fear? Mm -hmm. What does that feel like? What does that look like? How does that work? And they came up with a tremendous clarity and an answer about how they, were, how they would do it if there were no risks. 
no mm-hmm. risk of being fired, no risk of be, somebody else taking their spot, things like that. Mm-hmm. In that conversation, once we worked through it, then it was, if you were to be known for something, what would it be based on how you run your division? Mm-hmm. What risks are you prepared to take? Mm-hmm. Who are you prepared to empower? Mm-hmm. Why not be the arrow up in this organization that has flattened out? Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. I got a wonderful text later on about that insight. And mm-hmm. I'd love to tell you, I know the answer, the after picture at this point. Yeah. I don't, but stay tuned. Yeah. I love when you say, you know, what do you want to be known for? What's your, you know, we would call it a mantra. So I have an exercise I've done in brainstorming sessions with clients um, when we're working on branding a new brand. And, you know, we're in St. Louis. So if I'm working with clients here, we, I would say, you know, what if, if we could take a, a banner and hang it between the legs of the gateway arch and put three words on it about your business, what would those three words be? And that really, you could see people kind of take their time and really try to focus on getting to the essence of what it is that they're, they're trying to achieve. Um, so it's been a great session today. I love um, you have introduced me to this concept of the CEO mindset. And I know I've worked with in a lot of different clients on their training and development programs, and this is unique to you in my experience. And I would kind of wrap on, you've said to me, this is a couple of weeks ago, you know, you said, if you're looking for the leader in the room and you don't see one, it's you. I thought that was spot on. So I've been sharing that bit of wisdom every chance I get. Yeah, it's a great way to wrap on this because the CEO mindset is about who's the leader in the room. And I don't care what level you're producing, okay? Mm -hmm. Whether it's in sales, non-sales, leading something, running something, your community or charitable interest, whatever, on a board Mm -hmm. that... When you're looking for the leader in the room, you can't find him, but you. <laughs> I love it. I'm promoted. All right, cool. <laughs> well, thanks again for your time, Phil. We'll see you soon. soon. All, All right. right, take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose-driven coaching guidance, visit us at seacaptaincoaching.com and get the Sea Captain view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you fair winds and a following sea on your journey.